That's what I'm talking about. Sports! Shot clock, and even the Davis Davis gets his shot blocked by Mervyn James. Wow! puts it up. Bang! And that's game. What a game by the seventy-one to seventy. The Brooks pull it off. Scott finds Corollas and Ryder are the champions of the NEC. It's now time to take you outside the lines and inside the locker rooms of your Ryder Bronx to keep you up to date with everything from the recent scores, exclusive interviews with your favorite players and coaches, and the latest buzz around campus surrounding Ryder athletics. Welcome to the Bronx Box Score. Exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx. Now here's your host for the hour, Tom Tremarco. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom winner, and I'll say that again, winner of the Intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems Media Award for Best College Radio Station in the Nation. Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score. It's been so long since we've had this show on air. I mean, we had spring break last week. I was live from AC two weeks ago to cover the MAC tournament, so it's been about three-ish weeks since I've had this show, and I'm ready to be back. And we're back in, right in the role of school and everything, and we are back with the Bronx Box Score. And I have a super-duper special guest this week. I have Anthony Corby, the assistant AD and video for video and live production for, a, for excuse me, I, I botched your title. I'm so sorry. You're good. Just Can call I, me the broadcast guy, <laughs> the video guy. It's a mouthful. Can I try it again, though? Yeah. Assistant <laughs> Athletic Director for Video and Live Event Production. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you. Thanks for have me uh would you uh you can try to you know explain yourself to the audience real quick to just say a little bit about yourself introduce yourself yeah so i'm a former student at rider i just graduated last december uh after that i well even before that i was starting to kind of fill in the role uh doing all the broadcasts for rider athletics the soccer broadcasts in the fall and then uh the start of basketball broadcasts later in the fall and then early in the winter uh, and then I, when I graduated in December, moved into the role full-time starting this past January. Um, and it's been amazing in the past couple months just starting out. Okay, he's a very busy man. Tony's oh, yeah. A very busy man. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to a lot of that more in the show. We'll ask you a lot of questions about that. But first of all, I like to begin every single show with kind of just like 10 really weird, dumb questions just to get to know <laughs> the, the guests of the show. So if you don't mind, we'll get started with that, Tony. Uh, my, Sounds good. My first question for you is McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? I got to go Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I'll, I'll do McDonald's fries. Uh, and well, That's solid. That's th- solid. There's the one month of the year that I'll go McDonald's. March. Is, yeah, March, like late February to early March because that's Shamrock the Shake Shamrock season. Shake time. I, I, that was basically like my second lunch most days last month. I wait every <laughs> single year for the Shamrock Shake. I remember was, the first day it came out this year. I'm like, we're we got to go to McDonald's, get a shamrock shake. Absolutely. It's February 20th. February I had 20th. that day circled on my calendar. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the shamrock shake. I just, I can't not get it every single year. Exactly. I haven't gotten it in a while. Though. I have to go back soon. I would say Chick-fil-A overall, though. I would say quality Chick-fil-A Quality overall. food quality at Chick-fil-A. Wise, yeah. Uh, although I agree with you on the fries part. McDonald's fries are Yeah. Thin. Although I do, I enjoy the waffle fries because it's a little bit of a, no, you know, a, a, mi- a mix up from, you know, the regular steak fries you get everywhere oh, yeah. else. <laughs> I'm not knocking the, wild, wa- the waffle fries in any bit, but the McDonald's <laughs> fries are better. Uh, what's your favorite movie or TV show? Ooh, favorite movie? I would say would have to be one of the Back to, F- Back to the Future movies. That's a solid I, choice. I, 
I'm one of those people that liked all three of them. I know that makes me a little bit different. Yeah, because some uh, people like the third one, right? I, I like the third one best because I think that that was, you know, at, by that point you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It, was most par- it, it, mo- it mostly felt like parody at that point, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, what was the other TV show? Yeah. Uh, I got to go Community, and especially, oh, like, yeah. because I watched that when I was in college. And that just brought a whole new level of just, you know, every time I would walk somewhere and see something, I would be like, hey, this is this is funny. This or this could be funny. That's one with Donald Glover, right? Yeah. And um, uh, the guy that just did that show that's on CBS now, forget his name, uh, plays the main not character. Not Rob Lowe, because Rob Lowe's on... Uh, Parks, Parks and Rec, and Rec yeah. Uh, Joe McHale. Yes, that's yes. the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never watched Community. I heard it was funny though. Yeah, I heard it was they're good they're making a movie. Hopefully, coming out yeah. this year. Okay. Uh, if you could have one pet, real or imaginary, what would it be? Ooh. I especially love and like asking this question because it's evolved over the every episode I've had. It kind of yeah. evolved into a new question. So this is kind of like a unique question for the show. Any pet, real or imaginary? You know. I would say something like a, you know, like a zoo animal, like a tiger or something. That's always fun, yeah. But I, I don't want to be, you know, be like, exactly. I, I, I'm, part of me is telling me I should stay realistic and just say a dog. I'm more of a dog person than okay, a cat that's person. I was gonna, that's say actually that. one of my questions. I, I, it's usually <laughs> one of my questions, but I kind of took it out of the script. But you are a dog person. Yeah, I would say. That's no, no knocks on cats. No though. knocks on cats. I okay. have a, a friend that lives in Florida that has like, like, six or seven wow. cats he just like kind of lets them you know roam around the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh but i used to go there when i was a kid and i was a total cat person then and every okay. time i go back it's still like you know nice to see his cats that's very honorable everything. of you because a lot of dog people are like <laughs> anti-cats which I, wouldn't, I don't like that i wouldn't be objected to having cat i used to have a cat when mm-hmm. i was really little but i've had a dog uh for the last like 10 and a half years some cats over dogs but i still love dogs know what i mean i just yeah. don't like people that are like oh i love i love dogs but no the hell with cats yeah know? exactly uh do you like salty or sweet snacks Ooh, i would say well it depends what mood i'm in Okay. You know, if it's like if it's late and I'm already being unhealthy by staying up too late, <laughs> I'll, I'll like you know get a chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'd say salty. I'll never okay. give you a straight answer for anything. Nah, that's, I hope that's you're okay that's with fair. that. No, I'd rather that. <laughs> I'd rather that. Uh, would you rather take on meeting fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? A uh, hundred duck-sized horses because oh, I, I could I could step on them. You could just probably uh, kick them, right? Yeah, I've, they come towards exactly. You. I've thought about this. That's a lot of kick. Though, <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. thought about this because I this every uh, episode too. That's a lot of kicking, though. Well, it's also like you know, if you go to the gym, would you rather do a one rep of a hundred pounds, mm-hmm. or would you rather do a hundred reps of one pound? You're going to be sore tomorrow either way. Either way, But yeah. the one pound is a little easier to manage <laughs> when you're doing it over and over. That's fair. I never <laughs> looked at it at that angle. Uh, you might be right because I've had a bunch of different answers for this question. A lot of some – you'd be surprised the amount of people that say they'd rather take on a, just a huge duck. Yeah. I'm kind of short though, uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that would go over too well. Yeah. Uh, I think I, – I mean I usually agree with you that 100 duck-sized horses is the way to go, but – yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, what's your favorite sports team, just overall? Your absolute Ooh, favorite overall? That's I. I have to say, 
because I had an internship with them last year at Philadelphia Union. Philadelphia Union. Uh, was a really great season last year, especially like mm-hmm. over the summer when they were basically blowing everybody out of the water. Mm-hmm. Six, they were like the first team to win four games six by six or more goals right. in like you know entire MLS history, and they did it in the span of like fifty days. They made the MLS finals, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they had a good teams. season until the last five minutes. Yeah, uh, they lost to Los Angeles FC. Yes, that's right. But they they've started somewhat decently this year. They got a couple of Champions League wins. It's just MLS. I don't really follow MLS, but I know that because I know like the the funny meme where it's like, oh, Philadelphia's now lost four straight championships, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, oh, wow, the MLS team even lost. Yeah, it's been a couple of rough months in Philadelphia. But I'll, I'll ask you, that's a question I actually have for you later on in the show when we get to questions about your time with the Philadelphia Union. I'm glad you brought that up now, though. Uh, would you rather, or do you rather you use right now Apple Music or Spotify? Uh, I would say Spotify, Spotify. although I'm very old tech, so I Mm. still have, like, the old, like, iPod. It's, it's like, a Sony Walkman, but, like, I have a sort of old car, like, 2012 car, so it doesn't have Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. So I just hook that up to an aux cord and go on my merry way, and it doesn't run out of phone battery. Uh, Do you have a record player? Uh, My parents do. You don't don't personally own one? No, but I have, like, vinyl hanging up on the walls in my house. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like, old vinyl covers. What vinyls do you, like, own? Like, uh, some, you know, progressive rock and stuff, like Rush. um, A newer sort of, like, progressive metal band, Dream Theater. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, a couple of, like non-mainstream type thing, like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer type. I have an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer vibe. Really? I have (laughs) Tarkus. Oh, I my dad has, like, uh, I don't know what albums because I don't listen too much to ELP, yeah. but he has, like, five drum heads just hanging on the wall in our, in, the, okay. in our basement. And he has a 21st Century Schizoid Man. I have that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, guess. like, that's right as you, like, take the left turn to get into my basement. Mm-hmm. That's, like, right on the wall. So if my dad's, like, you know, yeah. showing his amplifiers downstairs, it's the first thing people will see is that that's cover. An amazing album. Yeah. That's it's that's a terrifying album cover, but it's oh, amazing. absolutely! That's that's cool like, that like you like have vinyls like that. Because I, I, I collect like I collect vinyls. I don't really mm-hmm. like. I'm not a hoarder of vinyls. I have maybe yeah. like ten or twelve. But my roommates, I have two roommates that have I think like a hundred each vinyls. That's it's, awesome. it's crazy. They just like they go to the Princeton Record Exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know where that is, the uh, Prex. In Princeton, I do not, but I'll have to go check that it's out a, now. <laughs> one of the best record stores I've ever been to. That's awesome. They, they go there like every weekend. They get a vinyl. It's awesome. Uh, do you rather ketchup or ranch? I would say ketchup. I don't even really do ranch too much. No? No. Most of what I put on anything like chicken, hamburgers, is just ketchup. Okay. And it's just for the uh, the additional, you know, flavor. Mostly, mm-hmm. I've I never was a ranch person, but I've turned around to ranch the past couple of years. I don't know what did it for me. You know what's funny? A lot of people make fun of me because ketchup is the only thing I put on most things. So like, I will get a burger, and I'll just put ketchup on it, like ketchup and bacon. That'll be it. No cheese, it. no lettuce, no lettuce tomatoes. No. That's and fair. I, That's... Peop, every time I go out with people, they always make fun of me for that. <laughs> but I'm never gonna change that order. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. That's fair. I don't judge people for they put on 
the sandwiches and burgers. You know, it's whatever you <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. It's better uh, than pineapple on pizza, right? Yes. I worked at a pizza shop during the summer. You'd be surprised the amount of people that ordered a Hawaiian pizza. Sometimes you can put too much on things yes, and make it bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. That's the only thing I judge people for. Uh, last question. French fries or onion rings? French fries. French fries. We just had this Chick-fil-A question. What Do you knock onion rings or do you just not rather? Do you rather French fries? I mean, I've tried onion rings before, but I mostly just French fries. You know, any okay. type of French fry except for like the unsalted big steak fries. You don't like those? Not not the unsalted ones. Like the, the okay. kind that you get from Red Robin just without salt. Like the Red Robin fries are great and I'm probably. Never I'm been pro- Red Robin. It's it's uh, is I'm it like going there tonight. The yeah, kind of, it's kind of like Longhorn. Uh, it's like long when you order a steak from Longhorn, they give you a side of fries. Yeah, exactly. Is those fries, okay. Yeah, those aren't bad. But mm-hmm. I go I go places where they serve those that are like unsalted and like you know. I don't know if I could do unsalted. Exactly. Just like you're eating a potato with that. Yeah, thing, you, know? you need I mean, to get some good, flavoring but. on those. Mm-hmm. But I I go places sometimes they're just like unsalted. It's not not worth it. <laughs> I could see that. Okay, those questions. Out of the way. Now we're getting to the hard-hitting questions, Tony. Not okay. Questions, just regular question for the show. I'm ready. Uh, first of all, I wanted I asked everyone this that comes on the show because obviously they go to Ryder. Uh, why did you choose Ryder? Like, what was the reason that you chose Ryder in the first place? To be honest, it was actually the broadcast truck. The really? second I saw the broadcast truck, I was like, you're hooked. Yeah, I mean that was that because going into like applying for different colleges, mm-hmm. like originally I had like this intense desire to like be involved uh in production and i also wanted to like be somewhere warm mm. so most of the schools that i applied to were like university of central florida yeah. university of florida gainesville um but those didn't work out and they also so the reason why i didn't choose ucf ultimately was because they wouldn't let you get involved as a freshman really but every time i came here they wouldn't even let you declare a major uh, if it was like you know TV, because that was such a hot major down there. Really, but I when I came here, you know, for my campus tours and everything, they were like, yeah, you can get involved as a freshman. Mm-hmm. You can work in that production trailer yeah. or in the TV studio down the hall as a freshman. So I was like, well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because the other school I applied to was Syracuse, yeah. and it was kind of the same thing. Like you're gonna have to wait a few years mm-hmm. so you can get involved. And you know, I was really involved in TV tech in high school. And I didn't want to have to wait a few years to be able to check out my first camera at school. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I saw the production truck and I uh, even the first like week I was here, I kind of realized I made a good decision because I was already starting to do events, some soccer yeah. events. Uh, that was fall 2019. It's, that's what's so great about Ryder. That's that's what I think. Because a lot of, a lot of the people like in the media world, like, sphere of writer that people I talk to that like have like are going to the same industry as I am they say like what's so great about writer is like from day one they were involved they were hands-on they were doing something from like freshman year and you say like a lot of these schools that I know too like UCF Syracuse you have to wait to get involved which has always been a weird concept to me of why you have to wait to get involved you know what I mean yeah exactly and like I even see it you know not even with Bronx Vision but even with like here i know like i could have gotten involved here if i wanted to as a freshman like having my own radio show Mm -hmm. uh like and then they had obviously like ways you can get promoted from within once you know you get up to the upperclassmen level but you can get started doing like 
anything here as a freshman and work your way up mm-hmm. as opposed to just like having to sit back and get somebody's coffee for a few years before <laughs> exactly. you can finally do something or even like writer news like i see a lot of freshmen go into yeah, the writer yeah. newsroom and they're publishing articles like their first couple of years yeah like from like the first couple of weeks you're publishing articles you know yeah I mean? exactly that's why i meant like first you know yeah, yeah, week yeah. week edition or like the second week edition and i already see like names i don't recognize in the writer news and i'm like that's great. They're they're mm-hmm. employing freshmen over there. That's a really good something I really love doing at the school is broadcasting sports. And that's how we kinda like bumped into each other a lot of over the years, me yeah. and <laughs> And that's it's always crazy to me when I see like Syracuse, like you have to be a junior to really broadcast sports, to get on the air for the first time because it's so in demand. And I'm not saying it's not in demand here, but it's always a great it's always a great thing to start out really early in your college career doing something that you love like just like like i did and you did and it's been good like with internships too because i've gotten internships just on the basis that i've done stuff before Mm -hmm. whereas other schools you know you have to obviously have to wait and then people don't get to do as much like i know other schools that don't have the same types of programs that we have at all yeah uh and so they don't have any experience in the types of fields that they need to have experience Mm -hmm. in to get these internships and it's a little bit tougher for them to get those jobs at the end but i've gotten a few just based off of hey i've done this before in the bronx vision trailer or wherever else uh around campus so it's a good starting point now to go back even further in your kind of the career i should say uh tony you were a lenape graduate originally uh, you were produ- you were production assistant for the Lenape District Television Sports Broadcast. I have two questions here. First of all, is it Lenape or Lenape? Lenape. I've, it's Lenape. Your yep. Lenape train. Yeah. Okay. I've heard Lenape before. Yeah. It's that's. Like uh, it's, is that like blatantly not right, or is that just like a like another side of town thing? I mean, I've heard it, I've heard that before, but I've just kind of like you know going in. I already sort of knew it was Lenape like everybody yeah. would always say that in middle school so mm-hmm. I just kind of like stuck with that I, I think it might be uh like inc- like if you'd said that to somebody down there I think they'd get a little bit upset but I don't really care I've heard <laughs> I was talking to about this the other day but like I th- I think like the Native American tribe was Lenape but yeah they call it Lenape yep which is really weird to me but also second question what made you really get involved early on in high school with that side like of sports production like what originally got you interested in sports production that you want to do it in high school well the first couple of years that i was in high school i really didn't do much at all but like mm-hmm. a couple of things i did do so my friends were all in the tv tech club at mm-hmm. my high school but it was like it was such a big club then that they had to split up like the main club from the underclassmen club because there were like a ton of us coming in there Mm -hmm. so we basically got to produce our own show uh as freshmen there which is kind of like what you get to do here yeah um and then i i also like was part kind of part of the um the district television station um doing some other sports broadcasts i know i did a couple of football games as a Mm -hmm. freshman um and you know soccer and some of the other olympic sports yeah um just being able to do that as a freshman and then when i after i finished my third year of being in the tv tech class because i took those freshmen through junior year there wasn't like a fourth tv class there was like um you could go up to the district television station or you could just you know be done with it so i was one of like five kids that decided 
I'm going to keep doing this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was also, that was almost like an internship in its own as well, where you would go in for like a certain amount of time each day, uh, work on some video projects or graphics projects. Um, And through that, I got to be, you know, more than just a camera operator, which is what I was doing when I was an underclassman there. Mm -hmm. I got to do more of like being a technical director, graphics, replay, audio, uh, and then eventually directing. And I actually directed the broadcast for the women's state championship that year. Um, which was, you know, I would, I know, I know I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity Mm -hmm. anywhere else because most of the people, like even with the, the men's basketball championship, um, they had another group come in and produce that entirely. So, okay. uh, but just being able to direct and produce, mm-hmm. not necessarily produce, but like direct and do all those different truck positions for uh, all those big broadcasts uh, was just kind of what got me hooked on broadcasting to begin with. That's really awesome that your high school even offered that in the first place. You know what I mean? That's first of all, it's really cool. That's what you kind of wanted to do but you really got into it when you could really get hands-on with it in high school but like i know a lot of high schools that wouldn't even get close to offering some something like that so it's really cool that your high school really got you so hands-on from such an early stage exactly and we had our own production truck there too it was a little bit smaller and it didn't have like live streaming capability Mm -hmm. at the time i don't know if it does now uh but it was still you know a good way to make sure you know, I was prepared coming into college for yeah. doing a being able to do what I want to do. And for, for my field, for like what I wanted to do, like my high school offered nothing of these sorts. Really? It's kind of didn't set me back, but I'll, like I feel like I came into college with somewhat of a disadvantage to other people that really like offered their high school offered a lot for they like what they wanted to do in college. And mine just kind of like, oh, uh, it's fine. The, <laughs> do something else outside of school, which is really really i guess it kind of set me back but i it's really cool that your high school offered i went to north Hundred, by the way oh i gotcha it's it's just really I th- that's why i say it's really cool what that your high school offered that yeah with most schools i know it's you know it's tough to because they don't have necessarily the budget for mm-hmm. uh you know a giant production truck exactly. like we did but uh it's always good being able to come up with the experience but also like a good thing about coming to rider is that you can come in with no experience. I yeah, mean, they, exactly. they like marketed this really well. I think mm-hmm. when I was coming in as a freshman, you could come in even if you didn't know how to do anything and they'll teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So we're having great conversations here, Anthony, but unfortunately we got to go to commercial break. It's some things have to end uh, originally or that's okay. It's just, <laughs> uh, everything has to come to an end. Got to pay the bills. Just, yeah, got to pay the <laughs> Uh, but there is no force more powerful than a woman determined to rise. Climb to the top of the charts with the greatest women artists of all time. Don't miss the Bronx Women Who Rock Weekend, March 24th to 27th on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro WRRC2. Enjoy tunes by all female artists all weekend long. Log on to 107.7 TheBronc.com slash Women Who Rock for complete details. We'll be back with more of the Bronx box score after these underwriting announcements on 107.7 The Bronx and 107. 77thebronc.com Well, I guess the board froze here, Anthony. The board kind of froze here, so I guess we're just going with the show, okay? Alright, sounds good to me. That's that's the first time this happened in this show, so we're just going to keep going here. Um, 
So uh, I guess we won't pay the, the bills this time. Uh, maybe later in the show <laughs> we'll, we will. We'll uh, put it on credit. We'll put it on credit. We'll get, we'll get there later. seven. <laughs> the Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten in part by SEC, Ryder University Student Entertainment Council. Get ready to get rowdy, Bronx. Nardo Wick will be performing in the Student Recreation Center on Friday, March 24th at 8 p.m. One of the hottest new rappers breaking into the scene, Florida's Nardo Wick has rocked hit songs from Me or Some. Better put my chains on. Now she think she me or something Pop out with them on. Wicked freestyle And demon mode they can't tame us. Every time that one corner get hit up They blame us To reserve your spot for the show Students must fill out the Google form Sent out by Campus Life to reserve your wristbands So make sure you check your rider email For more information Doors will open at 7.30pm And wristbands will be distributed on the day of the concert March 24th in the SRC lobby From 11 a.m to 4 p.m. The concert is only open to full-time rider undergraduate students, so get ready for a hype night with fellow Bronx at the SRC for Nardo Wick, Friday, March 24th at 8 p.m. 1077 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten part by Thai Chalk Chalk, the official Asian food truck of 1077 The Bronx. Want a taste of Asian and Thai cuisine? Look no further than the Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck, a mobile caterer service offering authentic Thai food and southern-style Thai beverages. Using only the freshest produce, the Thai Chalk Chalk menu features the best Asian cuisine found on four wheels. From veggie steamed rice with chicken to traditional pad thai, for a complete food truck schedule online, try their website at Thai Chalk Chalk Food Truck or follow them on Facebook to try their drunken dog and chili loaded fries they roll into town. Get a taste of Thai Chalk Chalk fan favorites such as their super hot and spicy drunken noodles, cool and refreshing hibiscus tea, and Wan Yen for dessert. Order online to enjoy Thai Chalk Chalk at home or to have your next event catered by their delicious food truck so everyone can experience Thai Chalk Chalk's authentic dishes. For mobile Thai food at its best, the first choice is always the right choice. Thai Chalk Chalk. Hey! Big news! Now you can listen to 1077 The Bronx on Odyssey. And Odyssey gives you so much more. Local news stations give what's going on in your community. Get national news from CBS, CNN, or Fox News Radio. Take a break with one of the hundreds of music, sports, and talk stations. Love podcasts? Odyssey has thousands of true crime, comedy, kids, and family podcasts, and more. Listen anytime, anywhere on your PC, smart speakers, and a variety of connected devices, or download the Odyssey the app now from the App Store or Google Play. Lawrence High School football and baseball on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Pork Chops Barbecue, 1560 North Olden Avenue, Ewing. Pork Chops provides the highest quality f- prices that won't break your piggy bank. Your wallet and stomach will thank you when you try their classic dishes reinterpreted to satisfy your modern taste. Pork Chops sweet or savory barbecue reinventions are guaranteed to satisfy all your cravings. Pork Chops Portuguese-style cuisine delivers all the flavors of Portugal without ever booking a flight to Europe. Wash it all down and quench your thirst with their brand new fruit or milk bubble tea. Go for the food and stay for Pork Chops' renowned customer service. Dine in and see for yourself why the Pork Chops barbecue experience is one of the most fun and delicious dining experiences in Mercer County. Takeout and delivery are also available. If you're a fan for barbecue, you're going to be fanatical over Pork Chops barbecue with three locations, Flemington, Middlesex, and in the Capitol Plaza, Ewing. The Bronx Bar- 
box score is back on the Bronx Radio. We're taking you outside the lines and inside the locker room of your Ryder Bronx again this year. From updated scores to player and coach interviews and analysis of your favorite teams on campus. Catch the Bronx box score every Wednesday at 3 p.m. with your host, Thomas Tremarco. Stay up to date on the Bronx whether you're driving back from work or at home or in your dorm and are tuning in on your smartphone and speaker. Catch all the action on 1077 The Bronx and listen online at 1077thebronc.com and on our free Google Play, Apple, Odyssey, and TuneIn apps, as well as our Alexa skill. Search and download WRRC. For more information online, go to 1077thebronc.com slash the Bronx Box Score. 1077 The Bronx Campus Traditions are underwritten by Yoka's Food Truck and Catering Services for festivals, community events, and fundraisers in New Jersey. Yoka's is not your average food truck. Occupying a big yellow family-owned trailer, Yoka's is sure to be a fan favorite for your family and friends. With high-quality food and unmatched service, Yoka's has a giant menu to satisfy your gang's colossal cravings with breakfast, lunch, and dinner on demand. Fear not picky eaters, everyone will find something they love at this world-class food trailer. Yoka's catering packages can feed an Entire block party with mains, sides, drinks, and desserts, all perfected by their friendly and capable chefs. Whether your event is big or small, Yoka's has you covered with their famous eggplant parmesan, juicy burgers, fries, pork or leg and cheese sandwiches, and more. No stress or sweat involved with Yoka's at the party. They put out the fires while you put out all the stops. If you're looking for a service to cook up a storm at your next event, look no further than Yoka's food truck and catering. See their menu online at yokas.com. That's yokas.com. Programming on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten in part by CDI, the Center for Diversity and Inclusion. Unity plus diversity equals university. March is Women's History Month, and CDI is empowering women to share their stories to create awareness of the accomplishments and contributions of women across Riders campus and around the globe. Some of this month's women-exclusive events include Fannie Lou Hamer's America, an online film screening on Thursday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Join Dr. Erica Ryan, Associate Professor and the Director of the Gender and Sexuality Studies Program at Wright University, for a screening of and discussion about Fannie Lou Hamer's America, winner of Best TV Feature Documentary or Miniseries at the IDA Awards. Produced by her grandniece, Monica Land, you don't want to miss this screening about one of the civil rights movement's greatest leaders. To register for this online film screening and for more information about these and other Women's History Month events this March at Wright University, log on to Bronx Nation or go to writer.edu slash women's dash history dash month. It's time to get back into the clubhouse on the Bronx Box Score with your host, Tom Tremarco, giving more hot content with coaches and athletes for your Ryder Bronx. Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score here on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Hop to the Campus Mall on Tuesday, April 4th for Spring Break's biggest event. Don't miss 1077 The Bronx's excellent egg hunt. Pet the animals at the SAC Petting Zoo. Play SGA Carnival games. Much of the free eats or munch on the free eats along the food truck row and win super cool prizes, including a $1,000 Visa gift card, a 55-inch HDTV, an Xbox Series S gaming console, and so much more. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash egghunt23 for more info. And once again, welcome back to the Bronc Box Score. I'm your host, Thomas Shamarco, back here with Anthony Corby, the man himself, as we had some very good discussions before. But real quick, did you ever do the ex- the excellent egg hunt? I have yes, not. No. There are a few events that I've always meant to go to, you just never but always had something like the day of. So, mm-hmm. like, when I was a junior, I went to the uh, the 
rock show. Forget what it's called. I, the I one know at the start of the year. Though, yes. But then like every, it seems like every other year, there's like a ghost concert that overlaps with it. So that's mm-hmm. where I was at okay. like this past year. But like there's always seems to just be like a broadcast or something that I'm, yeah. it's always preventing me from it. <laughs> Ever since I joined the radio station, I've been going to these events. But before then, I never like, I never, I don't know why I just never went to like, you know, like Scream Screen or uh, Excellent Egg Hunt. Yeah, I, I even, still haven't been to Scream Screen. I, um, I'm going to have to go next year to staff. I always had a football game that day. I, yeah. always, I always broadcasted a football game that day. I never got to go. And then my friends, I mean, like the friends that didn't have to set up were like, oh, it was so cool. I'm like, oh, I wish I could have been there. Yeah, but exactly. Whatever. But we we're back. Once again, we are back with Anthony Corby. And like I said, we're having some very good discussion before, as we will continue that right now, as... I said earlier in the show that me and you would kind of like bump into places and here and then. And one of those places would be kind of high school football games yep. where I would broadcast the game and you'd be doing a, a kind of like a separate side thing. I just want you to kind of tell the audience like what what were you what was your main uh, position going to those like South Jersey football games and doing yeah. production for that? It kind of felt like a fever dream because I would like show up there and I'd be, you know, not expecting to see any yeah. rider people. And then I'd mm-hmm. see you guys <laughs> and it'd be like, what's up, Tom? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. But mostly what I was doing was um, uh, just operating a camera for those. And that was part of. My in, my first like real internship in sports broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer after my sophomore year, uh, I got hired by actually one of our announcers, Ari Bluestein. Yeah. Um, to do basically like be a production assistant because he does a lot of stuff with commentary and like you know bringing uh, young announcers up to mm-hmm. you know give them some experience and give them something to put on their okay. demo reel. Um, but you know, aside from radio, you can't really do that, mm-hmm. you know, and have it be like a production that a lot of people really watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would like just have a couple of camera operators or maybe yeah. one camera operator film an event while someone else called it. Um, and so I would be basically that camera operator. So over that summer I was filming, uh, originally, down the street at Cure Insurance Arena, mm-hmm. we were filming arena football with the Jersey Flight. Oh, and okay. there were a couple of games. Uh, mostly what I did there was just, you know, being sort of a production assistant, you mm-hmm. know, getting players for interviews after the game, stuff like that. Uh, but for one of the games, I did camera. And then after that, uh, it was Pro-Am Basketball down in Camden, okay. uh, which was a little bit closer to me, actually. Um and just, you know, operating uh, one of the cameras down on the baseline, uh, making sure that I recorded all the interviews mm-hmm. uh, with the sideline reporter and all that, uh, just, to, you know, to help out whoever was doing announcing that day. And also it gave me free range because it was a two-camera operation yeah. and I didn't really have communication with anybody up in the control room. Uh, so it was mostly just being able to operate a camera and, you know, film basketball players, mm-hmm. film beauty shots, stuff like that, um, which helped me, you know, come basketball season during the regular season here, uh, be able to be a better camera operator. Yeah, when I would go to these South Jersey games, I'd always be very surprised of, like, the broadcasting kind of production they had there. Because, you know, like, it's high school football, but at the same time, these were, like, decently, like, good, well-put-together productions. You know what I mean? They always had a broadcaster there, and that's very good. Like you said, that's very good exposure for them, getting kind of put that in the real. But that's also good exposure for you guys. That's great exposure exactly. for you guys. Just kind of, like, putting that production together and getting the camera crew together and put just making it 
in actual production. Know what I mean? And I early on before I started really even getting paid for them because it was an unpaid internship the mm-hmm. first year and a half I was there. For me, it was still good because it was practice. Yeah. It was like something to put on my resume and then something, you know, I could retweet the video, like the yeah. full broadcast on Twitter later since it was on YouTube. Um, and then it was like, you know, this is teaching me, okay, I can take what I learn here, like little things that I pick up and then learn to do a better job at this when I go to back to Ryder to record for ESPN. So yeah. it was a really good experience, even, you know, if it was unpaid, it was well worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things are be unpaid as you go through the ranks of kind of the world of sports, but that's a really great that's a really great thing to put on your resume just in general just to put on your resume that you had that type of experience so what i mean exactly it was like an extracurricular you just have mm-hmm. to drive to it <laughs> now even before you did that you did bronc vision you started that your freshman year you said yeah right what was your kind of role just beginning of bronc vision how that progressed over the years at the very beginning, we uh, we always have started people out just operating a camera, and if you're any good at operating a camera, you can get in the production truck. Yes. Uh, so I was mostly a camera operator whenever I would work my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, and then you know sometimes I would switch off with people if we had a shoulder cam or something, uh, and you know that shoulder cam is gets really heavy, so we would switch like a couple of people, rotate them around a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, but then I asked to be the technical director some point like early on when I was a freshman yeah. and my boss who was Chris Foster at the time said yeah sure you can you can technically <laughs> sure. you can do a uh, you can be TD for a broadcast so yeah. uh, I did that a couple of times uh, and there were there were people above me still so I didn't get to do too much of being a technical director mm-hmm. when I was a freshman and sophomore but eventually as they went off to do their semester in LA or graduated and all that mm-hmm. I got to do that a little bit more and then other positions in the truck but mostly like those first couple of years it was just camera operator and technical director and basically you just asked them can I just do this and yeah like sure yeah yeah I basically like you know I wanted to convey to them that this was something that really interested yeah. me and I wanted to have more Weird of an involvement exactly like be be able to rotate a little bit mm-hmm. so you went from that and then what was was it last year or a, about two years ago where you got the Philadelphia Union uh, internship? Uh, it was last January. Last January. Uh, talk about how originally you got that internship and what you what your duties every day were was for that. Yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, and I talked to my boss about this like the last day of my internship. I asked him, you know, you had four candidates. He told me what set me apart from everybody else mm-hmm. he was like well your experience because you were in the you know you have experience in a production truck yeah. whereas the other candidates didn't have that same experience uh and so it was you know basically just what i was doing on a daily basis was um editing short segments together okay uh so you know ahead of a broadcast say against montreal uh, I would put together like a short 15, 20 second highlight thing mm-hmm. uh, of when the union played Montreal the year before. And then that would go on air on the official broadcast, which okay. was on PHL 17 at the time. Uh, and then, you know, sort of other stuff like that, researching, you know, stuff for graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 
most I spent a lot of time on, you know, footballreference.com, <laughs> just looking through different stats from yeah. the previous year, trying to find different storylines. And that was kind of what my internship became because I said at the start that I was more interested in the technical stuff. Yeah. But my boss was the producer of the broadcast. Oh, okay. And he really just taught me how to be a good producer. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, to an average person, it might seem tedious just looking up you know random stats about the union how they performed in 2014 or whatever but i was such a big union fan that it was like i can't believe that i'm getting paid to do this you know it was minimum wage but i'm getting paid to basically come here and research stats about my favorite sports team and i'm guessing that was just like it could be like range from like general stats to like very niche stats that absolutely like you know how many times they pass the ball into the final third, you know, just stuff like that, how much their possession ranks against Mm -hmm. other teams. And then some of those, like the possession stat, I found out something like early in the year that the union were really good in possession when they were sort of mediocre or not performing as well as the other teams, not a consistent playoff team. Mm -hmm. And then as they became more and more competitive, their possession went down. And I spent, you know, two hours just researching that graphic. You know, the better they got, the worse their possession got. Mm -hmm. And then I basically just laid it out in a Google Doc, and they built that into a graphic for the broadcast leader. So that was kind of uh, the thing that I was doing on a daily basis, like a mixture of the two of those. People take for granted, like, how informative and how much work a lot of these people put into that. Absolutely. You see, like, you listen to, like, as an example, like, maybe, like, last year, Joe Buck had an NFL broadcast. If they give him a stat in his ear, they put a stat up onto the onto the graphics, uh, just graphic-wise, and they put it onto the screen, and Joe Buck says, oh, wow, what a stat. Shout-out to the production truck. That's all the production truck right there. That's, that's, I mean, Joe Buck says it, but that's all the production truck. That's their research right there. Yeah, that's a guy sitting in an office for, yeah, for longer hours. than most people sit in an mm-hmm. office and just going through these little nuggets and trying to find them for a broadcast. Like, we even do sort of the same thing with uh, our broadcast with basketball now and other yeah. sports. Like, we, I've kind of made it like a goal to like dig deep and find mm-hmm. something so like those niche things you could find exactly and we do we've done a segment this past year on our broadcast called uh just trivia question of the day mm-hmm. and it's always you know the way that it starts people have asked me this before how do you even come up with these like yeah. these come out of nowhere and i just like sort of go to another team's website and sometimes they take like an hour to to even find something like go to a team's website either our team or our opponent's team and just find like this one little thing like there was a guy that uh was an assistant coach of team usa in the mac i forget Mm -hmm. which coach it was uh that was the assistant coach at the time that Kyrie Irving played really? for Team USA. So that it's like, you know, you circle off stuff like that. Yeah. Like, this is a cool thing. We should mention this on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's our way to do it. And that's, like I just said, that's hours of research from you guys. That's like what Dwight Murray, like what high school team he played maybe in the past that he's played another guy from that opposing high school to on this team, on, let's just say St. Peter's or yeah. Siena. Like, it's... It's hours of research and digging that you guys do that it's really kind of blows my mind sometimes how you can, first of all, how you can sit there for hours and just research that fact. And second of all, how you get that fact in general. Know what I mean? Yeah. 
and it always it never starts off the same way. Yeah. Like there are times where I'll go into a broadcast and it's like, all right, we're playing whoever Iona today. Yeah. And you know, back in the Rick Patino days, since those are now behind us, it mm-hmm. would be like, all right, so our nugget, our trivia question has to be about Rick Patino. Yes. Like it's if and, you're playing and, Iona, it's got yeah. It. But then other times we'll be playing like you know Marist or Quinnipiac or somebody else yeah. that you know it's it they don't have a high profile name really mm-hmm. so you have to kind of go digging yeah. like find something on the Mac website like a specific stat you know like okay Patrick Gardner for example mm-hmm. is a new student but he's putting up big numbers when yeah. was the last time Someone's somebody put up that. the numbers that yeah. he did you know sort of just that's kind of the mindset like go into it with really no expectations and it's like okay if you don't find something then you just move on to the next thing like say Mm -hmm. you can't find it there's not enough information or it's just not a good stat yeah you just say okay well what about these other players or what about the coach or the assistant coach that this is it's very that's what i keep harping on for a reason it's just very it's very cool to me that you guys do that it but once again, great conversation. We have to go to another commercial break, unfortunately. But like you said before, we got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. Maybe, hopefully, the board will work this time when I go to commercial. But uh, excuse me, uh, follow the best college radio station in the nation on social media to get the latest news about the Bronx, a behind-the-scenes look at our award-winning team, win prizes, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 1077 The Bronx on TikTok and at 1077 The Bronx WRCT. WRC on Twitter and 1077 Bronx FM. We'll be back with more the Bronx box score after these underwriting announcements on 1077 the Bronx and 1077 the Bronx.com. 1077 the Bronx. Grab your baskets and hop on over. 1077 the Bronx Excellent Egg Hunt is back. On Tuesday, April 4th, wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and join us on the campus mall from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the Bronx's biggest and most exciting campus tradition. Flooded with fun and games for everyone to enjoy, the Excellent Egg Hunt is filled with carnival games, mini golf, a petting zoo, and to put a bit of extra flavor on it, you can bunny hop over to an array of 1077 The Bronx's favorite food trucks. But who could forget our main event, the Excellent Egg Hunt. Scattered across the mall are over 10,000 eggs for you to collect using your free SGA Egg Hunt bag. When we say go, you can scramble and search for a ton of egg-tastic prizes, including an Xbox Series S, Beats earbuds, a 50-inch HD TV, and even a $1,000 Visa gift card. Capture some excellent memories with us and your rider family at 1077 The Bronx Excellent Egg Hunt. Hopping onto your calendar Tuesday, April 4th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 1077 The Bronx is kicking off Women Who Rock Weekend from March 24th through the 27th. Who's ready to rumble and rock for the party that'll never stop? I am, and you'll be too when you get a taste of the set list we're preparing. We're playing all your favorite female artists all weekend. That means trailblazers of the past to legends of the present, like Nina Simone. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. to be electric. We're honoring the ladies that define music throughout all time, all weekend. 1077 The Bronx is ready to rock. 
Now the only question is, are you? Roll into Women Who Rock Weekend so you don't miss the chance to rock out. Career Moves on 107.7 The Brock is underwritten in part by career development and success at Rider University. Career fairs are a great way to meet people who can help you achieve your future endeavors. And this time, career development and success is reaching out to all students studying criminal justice. Whether you dream of becoming a lawyer, investigator, or any other dutiful position, Career Development and Success's Criminal Justice Career Fair has what you are looking for. Join your fellow peers in the BLC Kabbalah Room on Thursday, March 23rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. to start planning your criminal justice career. Gain experience as you tour the many employer tables in search of full-time, part-time, and internship opportunities. Dress like a professional business person and have the confidence you need to succeed. This is your opportunity to meet like-minded people and share why you are passionate about your field. Career Development and Successes Criminal Justice Career Fair is happening on Thursday, March 23rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the BLC Kabbalah Room. Programming on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx Retro is underwritten in part by DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza. Man, this party sucks. I know, right? Clowns? Face painting? It's like they think we're children. Doesn't the host know we're college students? We're practically grown-ups now. What's that? I think that's, that's, yeah, that's DiLorenzo's The Berg Pizza Truck. A pizza truck? I didn't even know those existed. Look how beautiful it is. The DiLorenzo's Pizza Truck offers tomato pies on the go. You get to pick everything from any pie on the menu and all the toppings. Perfect timing, too. I'm starving. What can I say? Delos the Berg is the word. You can say that again. Delos the Berg is the word. Let's go grab a slice. DiLorenzo's the Berg food truck is perfect for any and all gatherings, birthday parties, campus events, weddings, graduations, you name it. Share the love with your guests with pizza, rolls, salads, and more. Turn your party upside down and become the hostess with the mostest with DiLorenzo's the Berg food trucks. 1077 The Bronx, campus tradition torn in part by SEC, the student Entertainment Council. In the next 60 seconds, there will be three cancer diagnoses and one cancer-related death. That equals over 1.7 new cancer diagnoses and more than 600,000 cancer deaths in the United States this year. The American Cancer Society is working hard to reduce this equation through funding research, treatment, and support, but they need your help. Join Rider University's Fight Against Cancer at Relay for Life Saturday, April 1st on the Campus Mall. Create a team and start collecting donations for this one-night event. Every dollar makes a difference, and there are many ways to raise money to knock cancer off the board from laps around the Track to Luminaria. It's not too late to register for Riders Relay for Life. You can even register the day of the event. For information on how to participate in this year's Relay for Life fundraiser, go to their Instagram at rider.relay. Cancer is no game. It will take a team effort to defeat it. Join our team from 3 to 9 on Saturday, April 1st on the Campus Mall. Show your support. Let's face cancer together so no one has to face cancer alone. When it comes to lunch, there's only one way to get it served. And that way is with the Bronx Lunchbox, of course. Every Monday through Friday, experience the many different tasty types of music we play for you on 1077 The Bronx. We've got Porta Via's Artisanal Acoustics, which has acoustic versions of your favorite songs. Tutoria Procaccini's Concert Cravings for the live versions of hit songs you know and love. PJ's Pancake House and Tavern's Cocktail Covers, where we show covers of some of the most famous songs out there. Osteria Procaccini's Thin Crust throwbacks which has nothing but 80s tunes for all of you and more than cues down home hits to kick off your weekend with local artists from philly to new york to the jersey shore you'd be tasteless if you didn't tune in every weekday from 12 to 1 p.m so grab a menu and let's order up with the bronc lunchbox underwritten by gratalia hospitality groups hashtag get forky restaurants 
dive into what's happening inside and outside the Brodsky Business Classroom and go off the clock with Dean Gene Kutcher. Join us on 1077 The Bronx every Saturday and Tuesday at 9 a.m. with the Dean of the Norm Brodsky College of Business to dip your feet into candid and meaningful conversations with writer business students, faculty, and alumni that are dedicated to topics related to the world of business. Cannonball for the best practices for career development, a look through the entrepreneurial mindset, growing your network while you're in college, and more. Here's one more splash of excitement. At the end of every episode, one lucky business student following Rider Business on Instagram has a chance to win during Off the Clock's game segment that will leave you at the tip of the diving board. Miss the show? Not a problem. Schedule time on your calendar to listen to the Off the Clock podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or visit our website, 1077thebronc.com slash off the clock. We've Don't been you rocking dare Riders touch that dial for 30 years, but now we're we'll right rocking America with the biggest hits of your and Best Variety. Reviews of 1077thebronc.com after some mishaps by me we are back with the bronc box score after some uh confusing commercials we're back i haven't done this in a while i apologize oh good we paid the bills we paid the bills that's <laughs> all that counts the bills are paid mishaps by tom it happens hold your horses please as we are back with the bronc box score on 1077 the bronc and 1077thebronc.com i'm your host thomas schmarco as always back here with anthony corby as we as we, i had some very good conversations with anthony as we have a couple minutes left in this show i want to answer i want you to answer one more question here it is kind of the million dollar question of this whole entire show that's why i kind of wanted to wait till we got to last like five six ish minutes of this show you right now you like you said in the beginning of this show you came right out of college graduating last winter correct yeah and you got into this position at Ryder. how did you get the position at Ryder university that you currently hold so my previous boss uh brian left in august uh and then after that it was the marketing guy was technically in the position but we were kind of co-running it together yeah. uh so he would just be there to make sure we were behaving ourselves and uh you know making sure that everything got on air and kind of being you know sort of an engineer and then i would be there like producing making rundowns and everything mm -hmm. so the semester you know kept going on and they were looking at other people to hire um but eventually it became so late in the semester in the job search that i was already here and i submitted my resume so they just hired me at that point uh because i had gotten all the experience yeah. and we didn't have many casualties other than something that was already going to break anyway mm -hmm. uh in during the fall so i i think they saw that i was reliable uh and saw that the broadcasts were kind of improving from where they'd been mm -hmm. the past couple of years um, and then they just decided, all right, this is good. We'll hire him. I mean, you were in the truck for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. From basically from probably, what, the first couple of weeks you stepped on campus freshman year, you were in the truck doing it. So I feel yeah. like it would be very foolish not to hire you at that point because, you were, like you said, you were an assistant for this guy already. Mm -hmm. You know how to do this job. So why not, even if you were 
a graduate right out of this school, it would be, I think it would be very foolish not to hire you at that point with the experience that you've had previously, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and it is it is a little tough, or it was tough at first, because it's not necessarily an entry-level position. Yeah. So I kind of go into it not knowing much about engineering, mm-hmm. but especially like the last couple of months having to deal with, uh, you know, a few different things going on, yeah. replacing a replay machine, uh obviously moving the trailer down to Atlantic City a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. for producing the press conferences down there. You kind of learn different things on the fly, uh, and a lot of it is like trial by fire. Yeah. You know, something doesn't work, all right, how do we fix this? You mm-hmm. got to go into it that way. And things are obviously always going to go wrong, so that's the best way to kind of learn. But um, I've gotten to the point now where it's, you know, knock on wood, something happens and I'll understand what's going on. Whereas this time last year, if something was going wrong, I wouldn't really have an idea of how to fix it. A lot of people don't like it, but I feel like trial in a lot of cases, not all, a lot of cases, trial by fire is kind of how you learn how to do these positions. And especially in your uh, kind of case too, Anthony, that I feel like you had like the definition of trial by fire. I mean, obviously you like, you had this, kind of learn from this position for years and years, but like they just kind of threw you into this position. I mean, obviously you off, you got offered a job, you did this, you went through the interview process, but you kind of were just putting this job right out of college. But like you said, you learn from it and you yeah. know how to do it because of that trial by fire. It's tough too, because you've got to be really patient with yes. when things start going wrong. Like I know, there have been places where I've worked where people just fly off the handle, mm-hmm. uh, not with the union at all, yeah. which was good because <laughs> that that's where I kind of learned how to be patient. And, yeah. you know, if things are going wrong, just kind of take a deep breath, figure it out. But, yeah, when, when you're in any type of engineering role, it's always tough because you don't necessarily know how things work unless yeah. you were there when it got set up. Um, so you have to, you know, learn from your mistakes. And you every time that happens... You know, it always sucks, but always in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, well, this is actually good for you a little bit because the (laughs) next time that this happens, you'll You'll know know. how to fix it. I love it. I mean, we hope for the best for Tony. You just put in this position already. Just amazing stuff by you, as always, man. Thank Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, first of all. Second of all, we have to do a quick tier list. I promise you we do this tier list, and we are going to do this tier list. Oh, yes. So we have a classic rock tier list. We're going to do probably about... Four or five bands on here. So we have tier lists as S, A, B, C, D, and F. So gotcha. we'll start out with Led Zeppelin. I got to go B tier on Led B-tier? Zeppelin. Yeah, I I mean, there are a couple of songs that I, like Cashmere, easily, okay. Stairway to Heaven, those are my songs. But That hurts me, Tammy. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know me, we but... talked about this a couple of minutes mm-hmm. ago, but I got to go B tier. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, mm. I'm going to go B tier for Pink Floyd also because I wow. did like The Wall. That's okay. one of my like all-time albums. Yes. But I did not like Dark Side of the Moon, I will say. Really? Because I am more of a like heavy metal type fan. Okay. So I That's thought that Dark Side of the Moon was a little too light for me. That's fair. Uh, Queen. A tier. A tier. I, I was debating between oh, S and A tier, but I've, I've got to go A because I'm very strict. Uh, I guess this one will probably break my heart too. Rolling Stones. Mm. You know, I don't listen to Rolling Stones too much. I got to admit, 
So I we could be past this one, or you could put it. Yeah, up there. let's let's pass on okay. this one. Uh, you know, we were talking about Rush off air, so Rush S tier, S tier, easy S tier. Wow, greatest band of all time, of all time, of all time. That includes others on this list. Sheesh, uh, Hendrix, Hendrix. Uh, I would say A tier, A tier. Okay, nothing, nothing against Hendrix. Below Queen or above Queen? Uh, I would say below Queen. Okay, but I'm a massive Queen fan, so okay. Uh, I don't know how much Doors you know, but I doors. do not. I this is a very hot take, but I do not like the Doors. Really, my my dad insisted on playing the Doors as a kid, okay. and I don't know what songs he was playing, but for me, it always seemed repetitive. You don't like Morrison? No, not at all. So I I'm gonna have to go. I'll respect my dad a little bit. I'll go D tier instead of F tier. I'd okay. I'll I'll take that. At least you didn't put it in F tier. Yeah. You at least you respected it. It has to be really bad for me to put it in <laughs> <Okay>. F tier. <laughs> uh, the Beatles. That's uh, that's got to be S tier. S tier. I, I would say below Rush for me. I know that you know more people like the Beatles. Yes. But for me, I'm a big Rush guy. No, that's okay. You're you're big. I understand. You're a big Rush fan. I, of course, you, Beatles can't be over everyone. <laughs> uh, well, Elton John. Um, I, w- I would say let's go A tier with that one too. A tier, yeah. Where um, are we putting it? Where are we putting it with Hendrix and Queen? I would say below both of them. Okay, I that's, like uh, what's the song? Yellow Brick Road. Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, that's I like that one. song. Uh, you said you're a big heavy metal fan. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the heaviest of heavy metal, but Black Sabbath. Uh. I'll go A tier for that one also. A tier. Yeah, I would say above. Elton John, but okay. below Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's respectable. I'll, I'll take that. And then the second to last one we'll do is ACDC. ACDC? Um, this is going to be a really hot take, but I'm going to go C tier for ACDC. I respect that. Because, I respect that. and I, my parents give me grief for this all the time, but mm-hmm. I always tell them whenever they mention ACDC, I say, oh, which one of their four songs are you listening to? <laughs> They've got Hell's Bells, Thunderstruck, yeah. Long Way from the Top. Back in Black. That's those it. are your four ACDC songs I, right there. I actually agree with you on that. Those, I will get on that train. Those guys made a living off of four this, power yes, chords. Yes. <laughs> I will. No, that's respectable. I mean, I'm not an ACDC hater, but like you said, it's four songs that's yeah. played over and over and over again. Whenever someone says I'm an ACDC fan, I feel like they just know those four songs. Yeah. I and, appreciate the hustle, though. Uh, yeah, no, you have to appreciate the grind. Uh, last one we'll do just for me, just for my joy or for my pain, depending on your answer is Grateful Dead. Uh, are you a Grateful Dead fan? Yes. I'm going to have to disappoint you and go C tier mm-hmm. below ACDC. Mm-hmm. I don't do much Grateful Dead. It's, it's to be honest with I you. I understand you're a heavy metal fan. They are very light rock. Yeah. They're very stoner rock. They're very light <laughs> rock, but you got to uh, do, do you always respect Grateful Dead? Do you like I I respect them okay, a little bit. Right. I just don't really listen to them too much. But That's, I would the the one other one that I see up there that I would put in S tier would be Skinnerd because Skinner. Freebird that's okay. my that's my jam right there. That's fair. As we gotta we gotta wrap up the show, Anthony. Thank you so much for coming on. You were, it was a blast. Thank you once again. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, and thank you for listening to the Bronx Box Score. We will be back next week, Wednesday to three four three to four p.m. As you stay t- stay tuned for more of the biggest and best variety on your 2023 IBS College Media Award winner for best college radio station 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Thank you for listening.